Welcome to Plodcast, episode 68. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in or whatever it is people do these days. Thanks for driving down the road listening to this. So um, I want to talk uh, today about uh, a phenomenon that we're seeing more and more of, and that's the, the, um, the fact of confrontations, direct action. And I'm talking about um, a group of people, flash mobs or groups of people, identifying a senator who's out to dinner with his staff at a restaurant and they cause a scene and they force um, they force the senator senator to leave as just recently happened with senator cruz so you've got uh, this kind of confrontation and people who are trying to whip people up into the um, uh, taking direct action themselves um and that's usually uh, couched in the form of uh, you need to harass them, you need to get in their face, you need to get after them. But there, there are occasions when it can, can turn violent, as when the uh, Bernie Sanders supporter showed up at the ball field and shot all the, uh, 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 shot the congressman and, and Representative Scalise, for example. And um, so what are we to make of this breakdown of civility? Well, I, I think it's much more serious than a breakdown of civility. What we are seeing is the first wave, the, the first wave, maybe the second wave, of what it looks like when people refuse to abide by the election results. When, when you have a stable government, you support your guy, you campaign for your guy, you vote for your guy, your guy loses you are disappointed and you go to go to bed sad and you try to cope with it depending on how bad the uh, the victorious opposition was right so but generally it's if when everybody thinks it's well that's bad news they say but it's tolerable our guy lost maybe next you know maybe next go round we'll we'll have a chance again what happens is the winners and the losers both go home everybody accepting the results of the election. But what happens when an election is held, but people react with, not my president, I don't accept this, this is, this is fraudulent, this is no good, I don't care that you were duly elected by the people of your district, I'm going to run you out of this restaurant anyway. What, what does that mean? Now, I don't want to I don't want to sound too alarmist. I don't want to act like um, I've got a crystal ball or anything like that because I, because I don't. Um, but basically, keep in mind that this is the sort of thing that would happen when we're on the verge of civil war. When, when you have different factions and different parties that are mortal enemies and passions are inflamed, and no matter what happens in the election, the other side is going to feel robbed. If that's, if, if that's the way it is, then you're on the brink of fighting. You're on the brink of it coming to blows. You're on the brink of it being resolved by violence. Now, if it's massive violence, uh, sometimes it's what you would call unrest where there's an election and seven cities have riots, for example. 
that would be civil unrest. Uh, but it can also become more deeply entrenched. It can be um, where um, people start talking about secession or they talk about um, um, uh, carving out spaces where your, your ability to make law does not apply here, uh, as, in, as with sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities, uh, refusal to abide by uh, federal law, refusal to abide by um, federal election results, refusal to abide by local election results. All of these are indicators that we are on the brink of something pretty bad. Now, someone might say, well, that seems kind of alarmist. I, Well, I, th- I think that... Um, it's, this is the sort of thing where there are likely to be pockets of real trouble, um, but not trouble across the board. Uh, in, in rural America, in heartland America, in flyover America, you don't have this problem. People accept the election results. But there are certain urban areas, there are certain key states, there are certain key districts where people are not accepting the election results. And when that happens, there's only one thing that can happen after that. You either, you either go big or you go home. So I'd like to commend another book to you. This is our book review section. And this book is by a gent named Kurt Schlichter. And uh, the name of the book is Militant normals, militant normals. And uh, I would recommend it as a way of um, uh, getting abreast of what's happening in the populist revolt in America. So uh, Schlichter was, uh, at the beginning of this book, he describes himself as uh, someone who is a movement conservative. And I'm going to do a spoiler here. he is now, uh, Kurt Schlichter, the author of this book, is now a big Trump fan, uh, a Trump fan on Twitter, and he is uh, a combatant. He's a polemicist. He's a partisan. So you're reading a book by a partisan. But he describes in this book how he wasn't always a partisan. He was just a regular old vanilla conservative, a movement conservative, a regular guy, and he didn't, he didn't think a whole lot of Trump. And and just thought he, Trump's not a conservative. He, he doesn't stand for the right things, etc. And uh, he describes how his mind gradually began to shift. And the first thing that happened was he, he came to the realization that Trump was uh, in a position to win, right? It, he might win. Schlichter tells the story of uh, how he was out to dinner with a, a friend and his wife, and they were, in the, and the wife was a big time uh, feminist, and she was going on about on and on and on and on about the latest grievance, whatever the latest grievance was. And while they were sitting there at dinner, he looked across the table, and the husband, the man with the wife, just quietly, silently rolled his eyes, and. He wasn't about to say anything to his wife, wasn't about to contradict her, wasn't about to get in the way of anything. But at that moment, Schlichter says he knew 
that Trump had a chance of winning. There were a lot of people who were going to go into the voting booth and there, without anybody looking over their shoulder, they were going to um, uh, vent their spleen. They were going to say, they were going to do something. They were going to say something about uh, what they believe is happening to the country. So uh, the, the title says a lot, Militant Normals. So uh, the old deal, according to Schlichter, was, look, we will let you elites run the country. Uh, we ask in return that you do a fairly decent job. And we ask, secondly, that you leave us alone. All right. We, we, would, like to, we would like our own liberty to work, uh, to, to own and operate my little welding shop. I want the right to go to the rodeo and watch the rodeo and eat a big elephant ear. And I don't want to be harassed for my faith, for my values, for I, I just leave me alone. So do a, I, you ruling elites can, can run the world. You can be big man over there. But we ask you to be fairly competent, not hugely incompetent. And we would like you to leave us and our values alone. And what has happened is uh, because that deal was broken, because the ruling elites became more and more mediocre in their talents. In other words, we've got the problem is not that we have elites. The problem is that we have mediocre elites. We have incompetent elites. We have very non-elite elites. They, so number one, they weren't doing a competent job or that which approached a competent job anymore. And secondarily, they uh, decided for some reason to to stop leaving regular people alone. They started suing bakers and wedding photographers and uh, videographers and and florists and stuff. Look, um, what are you what are you doing? And uh, the the militancy of these normals, as uh, Schlichter puts it, is a that's a pithy expression that has a great deal of explanatory power. Now you don't have to agree with any or all of it. If I basically I'll put it this way: if I were a democratic operative if i were if i were uh, in a tough district not a safe district and i was working for some senatorial campaign or a congressman uh, as a a left-wing congressman or a liberal congressman i would have all my staff read this book if you don't know what's motivating the opposition you don't know what's going on and for christians who are i would caution christians against getting caught up in any kind of wave of populist fervor. Uh, I don't think a Christian has any business participating in Trump mania. But I do think Christians have a responsibility to understand where that kind of thing comes from, to understand what what is it that uh, provokes this? What is it that brought this about? So, Militant Normals by Kurt Schlichter. Kurt Schlichter. So we're talking, uh, we've come to the Harmartiology uh, section of episode 68 in our podcast. Uh, the word impenitent refers to a sinner who has the bit in his teeth. The word amenta noetos occurs once. Amenta noetos. 
Uh, that, and it occurs in Romans 2, 5, and it refers to a heart that is both hard and impenitent, as seen best in someone who condemns in others what he himself does. In this context, in this, context this is a high form of, him, of impenitence and is not seen in the man who says that what he is doing is not a sin, but rather in one who declares that it is a sin for others. So, if if a man says yes, I'm doing what I'm doing is not a sin, that's uh, that's pretty bad. But a step beyond that would be when a man says this thing that I'm doing right now, it's a, it's a sin when other people do it. I I object when someone else lives this way. I object at this kind of behavior. God in the time of the sickness. 